I guess ultimately what like what we've talked about is pretty complex and we've talked about a million different tools you can you can kind of start to understand why all of these high functioning companies actually do um solve for developer experience like it's super important there's so many things very important to solve yeah and there's so many Hello, welcome to Cloud Unplugged. This is season two, episode nine. I'm John Shanks. And I'm Jacob Shaw. And we're going to be talking about developer experience, wow. um, which apparently you're Big very, words. very passionate about. <laughs> what does developer experience mean, John? Um, well, firstly, um, does anyone care about the developer experience? Who cares? <laughs> yeah. no. I mean, developers are like you know, bottom of the food chain, so you shouldn't be objecting. Wow. Wow. <laughs> I went there pretty fast. <laughs> Um, um, but no, uh, obviously developers are the one that are, that are literally responsible for shipping value to your business. Um, so it probably matters what their experience is and how um, effective they're being, right? Exactly, yeah. So for more, I guess it's more on that, well, I suppose it is DevOps too, but platform engineering principle mm. of like building something that is there for your customers your customers internally might be the developer teams or project teams and then it's then overly is like how good is what you've built for the developer essentially and what is the experience it i mean i guess it might not even be you as a if you if there is this internal capability and internal facing team and platform team as they're often called um that is responsible for developer experience which obviously happens nowadays their develop uh, you know developer experience could mean you know just how quickly it is to ship code and them being responsible for shipping code themselves so let's say that team didn't exist um then developer experience might just be them one person writing something in an ide ship you know and that's their experience is great because they have full control of it potentially Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, so you mean so it's not you, even a product angle of it at all. You're just not, saying... Yeah, exactly. It's a, like... A, pers- a person that identifies as a developer will have experiences. Is a, that basically what you're saying? Uh, and are they good? <laughs> so so uh, going going from the like very kind of simplistic terms of developer experience and then ha- what that means when you add scale or you're working in a team or you're working in a business with lots of teams because they're the things that... I guess would change the developer experience because then you have this concept of governance or outside influence or reviews and all of these things that collaboration that has to happen across the business, right? Um, and so, experience is now your your experience is almost hampered or affected by the rest of the business and what it's doing or forcing upon you. Does that make sense? Kind of, I think. But I guess for this, for what we're talking about, I guess like user experience is you know for a product is more defined yes, right developer experience more for a product i guess developers developer focused products uh, is more like as the experience on these products like is it a good experience for the developer like technologies that might be very complicated for a developer to understand um if if they take a lot of cognitive load to just try and get your head around then you could say well that took me th- two weeks of like researching and training and documentation reading before i even got to do the thing that i was trying to do mm. in this in this thing like kubernetes is obviously a prime example of things that are complicated yeah cloud can be really complicated if you're doing it properly um 
but yeah, so you could say they are not great developer experiences. Um, but yeah, to your point about like writing code and then deploying the code, I suppose that is an aspect of a measurement of a good experience. If they could do that and it was friction free, that's it. Then yeah, that would factor in. I guess that's, that's what you mean. Well. Developer. I don't even know what you meant. I was just like... <laughs> I was kind of going on the journey of developer experience. Right. right? So so um, what I was going to try and do is build out lots of different kind of scenarios based on how many people and teams there are and how developer experience might change within that so, so, so that you kind of see that there's all these influ- outside influences um, or, or there are just no other answers for or there might be in tools out there in the industry that have factored that in um but just in an, an organization that hasn't gone through that level of um kind of thinking or um you know trying to really figure out the problem and uh um kind of solve for good developer experience they might not have um got the best out of their developers and the output that they could potentially have does that make sense no. so let me let me let me really, let me just do it let me take like, you through put it. it through absolutes because a team developers obviously have a job to be done right and it's there to write code yeah. and develop software for the business so knowing that obviously the experience is already confined because they're not doing all the jobs They've got a very specific they might. job. They literally imagine. well, then their title would probably change. I presume Let's they wouldn't say necessarily be a developer. You are a CEO and developer. You have a one-man team of you. All right, but I mean, just normally, like a developer that isn't also a CEO, because right. they probably yeah. change their title to be more CEO than developer. I would have Who thought. knows? They, but, might, they might have lots <laughs> of different email aliases. <laughs> they, they are a developer. They've got a very concrete, defined set of responsibilities, yeah. and obviously in the industry, they're quite well defined. Yep. Um. So what you're saying is the experience. I'm a bit confused what you mean about it couldn't change and the problem, and I'm not sure what the problem is. Okay, so let me. That's why it's probably useful to to take you on the journey of like expanding this team and stuff, right? So let's say let's like start from absolute basics. You are a single developer, um, and you are trying to ship an application uh, and going live with it. So. You probably don't need that many gates. You don't have someone reviewing your code. Your developer experience is literally probably pushing to, you know, a Git repo and having some automation that pushes it to the environments that you need to go through, right? This is, sorry, this is a, a person. Just one person. One this person. This is one person. No, 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 rev- there's, there's no, no one other, else there. There's no other developers in this in this land. Where are the other developers? Like they're all dead. Wow. <laughs> yeah, what happened? <laughs> <laughs> where is this place where they, all these people died and there's only one developer left writing code? So that's planet number one. Right, okay. Um, planet number it's two. The solar system yeah, we're going for, exactly, right? Okay. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I've got to contextualize this somehow. Yeah. Um, so um, on planet number two, you have a team of, say, five developers working on a single product um and now because they are forced to collaborate the way that they might collaborate um and to improve quality because it's not just just them that's responsible for the ap- application might be to do code reviews to do a lo- load of things um that put time into the build process so that the the time to value i.e the time that it takes to ship uh, code to production 
is longer it takes longer and the reason for that is because there's there's a team that you now have to work with and collaborate with and improve the quality with etc so that's you kind of see the journey that i'm sort of going on in terms of developer experience and how that's changed by the size of the team or the things that you might have to do um i think so from from more of a what people are experiencing in their like day-to-day like a developer might leave the office and experience a bunch of other things or maybe the office moved and it took them longer to get into the office so i think yeah there's in terms of like people will be involved in other things and there'll be other involvements so you're saying that because of that the experience alters just because there's other people and now there's other process yeah so you're talking more about the process but that is experience developer Uh, experience i'm not disagreeing with you i'm just saying just trying to understand so you're saying that the experience what they're experiencing is the process whereas before the process didn't exist so they never experienced it and they did experience it they still experienced it but it was just really easy because well there wasn't one unless they created one they created yeah exactly because everyone else had died yeah so apparently (laughs) (laughs) um 28 days later developers so when they're doing so you're saying right the processes also matter as much as say the product and the product could yeah could allow you to create the processes anyway that could be part of the product Um, in theory yeah yeah i'm I'm gonna say something really um well an overused term but it's so useful to describe this which is like technology people and processes wow all of those things my mind i know right uh all of those things make up developer experience yeah um and if you change any one of those things then obviously changes developer experience right so so if we're kind of changing people and how many people there are yeah and then the um the number of uh, processes that you have to introduce to maintain quality and to get a certain level of speed and then you probably want to introduce technology to keep that speed up and that quality up and that cognitive load down mm. um so to make the developers as efficient as possible reduce complexity Um, and you might be able to reduce complexity by introducing technology that um, allows developers to simplify what they're doing day to day i see i'm going to go off on a tangent too go on (laughs) so if the experience for the developer meant that the software um took over those processes and actually the software provided the quality so therefore magic, magic it was, software say it was like what is this say it was like bots or something or like some some way of like some ai and machine yeah. learning could go through the code could work out the structures and like do all of this other stuff drinking you'll end up with bot experience where people would be like what about the ai experience what I about mean, the experience yeah it's really important <laughs> in the bot land <laughs> that was like a bit of a tangent but because <laughs> obviously so the the experience for them is if if something did radically do it all and they didn't have to worry then the experience would be good um i guess what's the yes. definition of the experience is it about friction this is what i'm being i'm be, was being facetious before but to ground it in something is it about is it about business outcome and that's how you're measuring what a good experience is or is it about literally how that person is feeling 
about it or is it about the productivity so i guess it's really hard to um to have any idea about business outcome because you don't know what they're developing or how effective they're being their skills and and knowledge in that space right so the only things that we can measure in this hypothetical um no i don't i mean just say like in this in a company where someone's working yeah and then someone says um this is a really bad developer experience yeah would you think that means that the business outcome's poor? I, or would I, you think that someone's just not enjoying using something and it's more about like a more of an emotional response as opposed to a business outcome response, I suppose? Good question. Um, I guess I would say that if, um, because the the developers are there to give you that business outcome then um, and their experience is poor, are you hampering that? Um, are you, you know, um, have they met it? Are you hampering that? Have you uh, met the opportunity of the market or whatever that your business is trying to strive for? Probably not because the out, uh, because the experience is poor. However, if you unblock that, could you do those things? Potentially. Who knows? Right. So are you saying if it is emotional and someone's saying the experience is bad? Yeah. That that's equally as important because you're assuming then they're not being productive. Or yeah, you... I have made an assumption there. So, yeah. So, um, the assumption that I've made is a happy developer is a productive developer. Right. Um, do you know any happy developers? I know Are quite a lot. Yeah. Before productive? they all died. There <laughs> <laughs> was only one left. And and what do you reckon of that assessment? Are happy developers productive developers? I mean, I think there's merit in um, why somebody feels the way they do. Is in if someone's like frustrated, and you're talking about frustration, yeah. and the frustration probably is could be solved maybe with training, because it could be that they just don't know how to use. the something right and it could be that frustration and in the outcome that they're trying to be the same yeah so like say say you're trying to do something like you could could be anything so they're trying to use i don't know git right mm -hmm. never used git before whatever and then they're getting frustrated because they're spending loads of time reading and maybe is, is, is that, do people get frustrated from learning no i'm not or saying not, learning they're using they're, they're using they, something they're using it and they're trying to learn it while using it but they're wanting to strive for an outcome okay. this is just a, this is just an example so it's, it's a bit not of a blocker it's probably a really bad example because yeah. you'd assume they might use git but in just for yeah. argument's sake <laughs> yeah, yeah. as something that they're consuming that gets in the way of their job mm -hmm. when they're like doing some merge conflicts and there's all these things they don't understand what it is then they could get frustrated and say the experience is really bad because it's like slow me down, yeah. you know, and I'm having to read and I'm really confused and don't really understand. There's like a three-way diff, blah, 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 whatever else is going on, right? Um, that to me sounds like a different problem of um, value not being aligned to the thing that they're using. So Git, for example, like would someone get frustrated? The people would only get frustrated if they didn't see value in the thing no, because they're trying to do a job. That's what I'm saying. They would it's like they didn't like, see the value in the in 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 that tool or the thing. No, not necessarily. The same way as traffic annoys me. It's not like I don't see the value in a car, right? I just don't like being stuck in traffic. It slows me down. 
So it's not like I have an issue with the car. You are the traffic. I <laughs> have an issue with other people's cars being on the road at the same time as I me. mean, you literally are the traffic if you're... <laughs> yeah. But the point is you're do- using something yeah. and other things are getting in the way of the outcome. And it could be that it's because you don't know how to use it properly or you didn't, you know, you're not being trained fully. And so therefore the frustration goes up. And then you could say, well, that was a bad experience mm. to the person and it reduced productivity. Okay. Yeah. But you could solve it with training. Because right, okay, you actually, sure. had yeah. they done training beforehand, then maybe they wouldn't have had that problem. Or Git could be so good that you don't need training on it, um, and it's so easy to use that you just get on with it, and you never really need to read the docs, and nice. you're fine. Easy. So, but all that is developer experience. Yeah. Yeah. Is what the developer ex- is experiencing. Exactly. And, and the, out- and the outcomes yeah. are, are different and the problems yeah. within it are slightly different from training versus the tool versus yes. the product, etc. People, process, technology. Yeah. Yeah. And not less, probably less so on the process, more learning, like education. Isn't that part of a onboarding process or something like that, potentially? Um, maybe. Could I mean, be, could yeah. have been. Yeah. I don't know. Um, or the introduction of a tool. Yeah, I mean, there's so many things to unpick here. Exactly, that's what we're talking about. That's the point, to talk about it. So on one side, you could say, I'm just going to hire everybody that already has loads of experience and I'm going to test for that, as in like experience of Git itself in this example, Mm -hmm. and therefore I won't hit that problem. Um, And the same with anything, but then it doesn't mean that it was a good experience. So I guess when we talk about developer experience... How are you, you measuring it? Exactly, that's what I'm yeah, trying to dig right. into. Yeah. What's the detail of it? How do you know what a good experience is? Because experience could be subjective. It could be based on your knowledge. It could be based on your assumptions and your expectations of something being misaligned. If I was expecting this to write itself, right, and I thought Git was supposed to write the code and not me, then I'd say the experience is really bad because my expectation <laughs> of it was wrong. So, what I mean, how would you given what you've said um, and given that people could have different experiences, people could have different expectations, people could have different knowledge. Like, is there any kind of um, thought process that you've gone through to describe a metric that could be responsible for? Well, I guess that's why products have metrics in them. So you can work it out over a sample size that's varied. So, you know, the speed of which somebody can achieve something in your product, Mm. if you were measuring the touch points, you know, if you knew what the product was striving to achieve for somebody, then you could measure the touch points and how long it took on average for somebody to get that outcome. Like how long did it take somebody to sign up, right, to the thing? Um, if but, you can federate to Google, did that expedite, right? The sign up flow. Yeah. Did we reduce it? Was the experience improved because it was less steps? Um, that type of thing, I suppose, would tell you whether someone cared about filling the form in or just federating. Might not been, might not have been problematic enough for someone to care that much. But just as an example, you could argue that the experience was improved on logging into the product even first. Um, yeah so all right so no change in metric whatsoever potentially um i.e the time that it takes is the same but um the way that information is presented or the way that it looks is better which could yeah or it might have actually experience. been longer because you've got to fill a form in or even longer okay so the yeah. experience could be improved but the process could take longer no as in if there's a sign up flow okay versus federated 
Right. Then obviously it's probably going to take me long to put my name yeah, in, my yeah, email, yeah. right? So that should have been, it should have reduced yeah. effort. If I saw people never filled the form in and, and bailed, then and then now that's reduced and we never really see that anymore because people don't fill the form but they federate and we get better success but we don't see the drop-off anymore. Then you could say, well, that must have improved because some people gave up just trying to sign up and now we don't see anyone give up right yeah. so therefore it must have improved mm. if the data points have changed so i suppose you can look at it from that perspective i suppose it's whether the outcome for a business is more what's aligned to isn't it it's like you were saying productivity as a company for developer experience might be different to say a SaaS product when you're looking at it from i'm a business that's presenting a SaaS product back to people mm -hmm. and it's more could be b2c even yeah it might not even be b2b yeah Spotify um, or something. Yeah, yeah all the developers sure. that we're talking about. We love talking about Spotify on this podcast. Don't we? <laughs> yeah, I don't know why Spotify, yeah. the know. developer experience, oh, B2C. there's loads of developers on Spotify. <laughs> well, you would think talking about B2C, and I was like, which B2C companies are there that everyone knows and uses? Uber, oh, right. Spotify, GitHub. Uh, GitHub. Um, you don't need to be an org to true. use it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah quite a few. Yeah. Um, so, if you are a organization um, that is responsible for building a SaaS company, then you're going to measure developer experience differently, perhaps? Well, that's one piece because they're incentivized to do so because obviously they make money. I mean, different. But doesn't every, like, every business is trying to do something because they have developers, right? Oh, yeah. So wasn't, that is... wasn't a statement of me okay. saying... That was my point of view. Oh, right, I'm yeah. just saying, at just from a SaaS that makes money from developers, they will be incentivized, obviously, to improve the experience because it helps them as a business to uh -huh. do so because their audience is a developer. The caveat question would be, obviously, you want to care about that anyway, even internally as a business, even if that wasn't the case, because yeah. you want productivity and you want people to be successful and you want developers to be successful, which is why developer experience matters. But as we've already discovered is complicated yeah. so and lacks detail of how you would measure it and i guess contextually it would depend on all of the things that a developer has to do and how much you're striving for mm. within it yeah so i guess i mean like with everything you can't really measure something that you haven't scoped um so if if we're talking about developers and experience um just to kind of i guess bring a bit more bring this to a bit more of a conclusion um so if we're talking about developer experience you're working in a business may or may not be a SaaS. um what are the potential variables that you might use to measure developer experience is that a question, question. or is it rhetorical no, all right that's a question um it would depend on the what what it was how you were probably structured a bit and well, um a developer is writing code so why does it matter how your organization is structured well as in if they're writing r&d and it was all r&d that might be quite different to say yeah uh, you know i guess it, context would matter on whether i care as much about the experience say r&d and them being quite free to come up with different ideas and innovation right i might 
there might be less friction in how I construct stuff because there's less risk. So therefore, maybe there's a bit more freedom. Yeah, right. So, so the kind of the context matters, right? So con- context does matter, and you 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 kind of touched on a bit of a uh, a buzzword like DevSecOps and all of this kind of stuff, right? Did I almost <laughs> like risk? You talked about risk, and if you're doing R and D, then maybe um, you are able to take a bit more risk and not necessarily have to. Uh, br- introduce i don't know hurdles in your developer experience that relate to security yeah exactly yeah i suppose it would be that or just whether it's ever going to go anywhere it might not ever ever get deployed to anything as in like it might not touch infrastructure even ever so what's the point in it then because it's just innovation you're just trying to work out how to solve a problem it might be just you could do it locally on your machine you could solve some engineering challenge on your machine that never needed any infrastructure and proven something out potentially i mean not saying that is the only case but i, th- I guess if you're striving to, though to i don't know get some new feature out mm. um and there's a marketing budget and you there's a launch day and there's loads of other things that the business is invested in yeah then you want to make sure that all of that is met and that means that feature has to be completed in time and so that end-to-end you'd want to measure and you want it completed with a good level of quality and a decent security posture so you've got yeah, time, all the things. quality security and to spec or to i don't know at that whatever. point whether that becomes experience because that's more about the quality the quality of what's yeah. produced is not experience um it, it would be experience if that developer then has a bunch of bugs to fix, right? Because the outcome doesn't change. The requirements don't change. Now, the time has changed because you've not met the outcome because there's bugs that have been introduced. But you produce them. Yeah. <laughs> so exactly. are you now accountable to your own experience of yourself is that where it's got to exactly like you in your example about git and not necessarily you know but, yeah i mean i'm, I'm being i'm asking a question it yeah. does seem bizarre it, but like would that surely wouldn't fall into the bucket of developer experience about if you create the bugs it. you create maybe like knowing about the bugs might but not i guess if you didn't write any tests yeah and there was just code being written and you didn't follow any best practice and then you got loads of bugs and that was kind of on you. Like, surely that can't be classified as a bad developer experience. Uh, maybe there's The like, victim of your own demise. Maybe there's developer experience and then, say, team experience or, like, um, some sort of quality metric that goes with it because now the team is responsible for the crap that you've just uh, shipped to production this is basically why the developer experience is so poor is this is so, we are unraveling yeah. why this is a problem in the industry right now exactly. because there's so many factors of like why these situations could happen yeah that then impede something else somewhere else that may not be down to the tool you know it may not be down to the process right so there's many there's many reasons, but I guess if we're trying to measure the experience, you'd have to look at it from like how you're going to actually cognitively or statistically prove where the problems actually are. Like, 
was the knowledge equal of these two people? Did mm. they have the same backgrounds and experience? Yeah. Which is pretty much impossible. Yeah, exactly. No one person's the same. But if they if they were relatively close, then you would expect that you'd get roughly the same outcome if the tooling was good. Whereas if 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 their if their knowledge and experience is roughly equal, I mean, no one's ever going to be equal, or lots of people, and then you're seeing um, the same poor outcome repeatedly, you'd probably have to conclude that it wasn't the people, right? Because there's too many of them for that for it to be all down to them mm. at that stage. Unless you're just pyring badly. <laughs> Yeah, unless none of them are developers. Exactly. And you're like, you yeah, just we just hired a bunch of BAs yeah, to develop. We should not is... have hired these. None of them are developed. Did we hire developers? No. <laughs> oh, well, that's why. That's why the data is the way that Poor it... developer experience. We didn't actually hire Yeah, developers. I didn't realize we actually meant to hire developers. Oh, yeah, that's what will happen. But no, I think, I think there's loads it's, of tools. It's funny you say that, though, right? Because nowadays, low code platforms which True. ship value right um they talk about experience of outcomes potentially even developer experience but they don't have to write any code so is it a good developer experience and are they hiring the right sort of skill sets to get the outcome yeah, do, or do they have, have the best developer then, experience because they if don't not have a developer then it isn't a developer experience is it because are not... they developing a product well isn't they're not a developer at that point, are they? You surely, if you don't develop anything, or you're developing business logic you're through something else, through something else, right? That I mean, I, I genuinely don't know. This is a this is quite a so if quandary. something translates what I'm saying into another language, I'm speaking that language. Google Translate. Yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. Actually, <laughs> yeah. I technically can speak many languages. I had, uh, I didn't yeah. realize it the whole time I've been fluent. I mean, I am fluent in every language yeah. Google Translate allows me exactly, to Exactly, that's yeah. it. So yeah. presumably you're not a developer yeah. the same as you wouldn't be able to speak a language. But but say, not no code. I, I meant low code. Oh, low code's different. Yeah, sorry, right. I thought you said Because you are, you are... You need to understand enough. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So you are developing in something, just like you're not going to write machine code, but there's a compiler that is turning it into that, right? Yeah, yeah, fair. So I get what you're saying. It's the same principle. Um, so they are developing in some... So there is way. an experience exactly. of how useful that tool is to somebody else Yeah. who is a developer. And, and arguably, maybe the best developer experience, depending on whether or not they can hit that outcome quickly securely so are we saying stop developing people just go and use the best <laughs> possible metric you can have for developer experience is that you never have to write the code never develop but there is code written and the that's the best if, possible high bar for developer experiences that you no, actually don't ever. physically have to write any of it i mean you just writes itself there's some real ideas in here for ai development in the future <laughs> this is the best that's the highest possible bar <laughs> yeah exactly to strive for <laughs> bot development is, is yeah is, is, is when ideal. everything's done for you and you don't like the best taxi experience to have a taxi driver will it's be to a, not go anywhere is to then never drive the car or get in it just drives itself and picks people or, up or just just you know you don't get i don't know why i'm on cars yeah. this thing because i don't know anything about cars really <laughs> somebody's gone for cars but um yeah this is what happens when you have a beer and you do a <laughs> podcast <laughs> um 
All right, so for dev experience then, for what we're contextualizing, I guess more for this podcast where people are building things for like, it's called cloud employees, so it's context. Yeah. Um, building something on the cloud. Building something on the cloud. How fast can a developer get an, get a result yeah. for ship, themselves that's useful? Ship an, uh, an outcome that meets their requirements, that is done on time, to budget with no, you know, um, security issues or flaws or whatever. So if you are optimizing for all of those things, um, then you've probably got good developer experience. That's that's so broad. You can't really argue with it, right? Yeah, no, you can't argue with that. But if 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 we're saying if we remove the ultimate ultimate experience being it just doesn't do it all itself, as in like. Yeah, yeah. I mean, right. so if, it, yeah. if we remove the bar yeah, yeah. down somewhat okay. yeah. to like yeah. real life humans, yeah, yeah, then it would be that you got feedback from the code you'd written from either others or from a system that told you about any problems that you might have, as in like it didn't function the way you expected. You've tested it and it didn't really work as expected, right? So, well, if you reduce the amount of time, which which is what you're saying, the, the speed of which I know exactly. there's a problem, yeah. yeah. So to fix the quality has gone up and the time has gone down because someone someone out there has something has probably told me and done an external review or you know paused the code in some way to tell me that there are security vulnerabilities or bugs that you've introduced or you know um, it doesn't meet said things yeah so the there's the code itself yeah and knowing about the state of it, as in, like, is there something for me to do on the code? Mm-hmm. There's then the packaging up of the code. Mm-hmm. Um, there's then the testing of the packaged up of the code. Did it actually, well, did the package of the thing even work? Like, can I run pre it? Pre and post, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, unit integration test and then end to end test. There's the security it. aspects of the code and the packaged thing, <laughs> the other things as well within all of this. Like, maybe if I'm trying to fail fast to fix stuff, the earlier I know, the more I can fix. It's like, okay. yeah. is there a security issue with the code I've just written? Is there a security issue with the things I've just built? Um, then there's then how can I get an environment? Right, so there's yep. that. So I need to deploy this thing. How do I get my dependencies that this thing might consume in that environment of the versions of the things that they need to kind of test against? Yep. And then I then need to move that through and promote it through many environments to the point that it goes live and then is consumed. Um, and that and live might be an upgrade. Is developer experience basically? Right. And everything else ancillary and within. Yeah, like the speed of which I got the cloud resource, the exactly. speed of which I got yeah. my environment, the speed of which I could have access to that environment. Yeah, maybe it isn't me deploying to so the speed of which CI had a robot account that can get it that yeah. wasn't me that could then go and deploy that into the environment. Yeah, because I might leave and then exactly. if the CI broke because I left because you offboarded me, then that's not great. Yeah, because it was my user account it was using, so you need it robot. Um. And then everything from that is like, do I know there's any problems with all of that process? And how quick was all of that? Yeah. And then if if the developer is also responsible for running, because nowadays you, you know, DevOps, you build it, you run it, whatever, then in production, is my system scaling? Do um, I have observability? Do, is the, do I have observability? Yeah. Like all where are of the those logs? Things, how easy they to find? Is it, is Does it, it tell me where the problem is very quickly? Right. All of that is still developer experience. Yeah, there's a lot of things that a developer has to do. 
This isn't. So they went from. Should we shift left some more? <laughs> what about <laughs> um, driving cars yeah, as well? Exactly. <laughs> so so you. I mean, All of that is experience. So the ownership is on the developer in some in some ways potentially. I mean, these are assumptions we've kind of made that that they are the owner of this stuff. Obviously, some orgs they might not be responsible and they just they stop at the artifact maybe, and then they, they hand it over to another team, and that other team then takes not, it on. I mean, nowadays you don't you know that whole there's a lot of traditional. Of, there, there are, but like high high functioning, you know, high value companies generally you can wow. kind of say that Judgy. yeah <laughs> um you you can say that they've they've kind of um they're at some sort of maturity where they're responsible for in some way um the quality that of the product that they've just shipped mm. whether that is like a you know you build and run thing or they're more accountable or their comp plan or something is 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 related to that um to kind of push the right behaviors in the right way but i guess ultimately what like what we've talked about is pretty complex and we've talked about a million different tools you can you can kind of start to understand why all of these high functioning companies actually do um solve for developer experience like it's super important there's so mm, many things very important to solve yeah and there's so many um because there's um uh because they are literally responsible for the value that your company brings um any one of the things that we've talked about could be a massive blocker learning you know tools uh processes onboarding security all of this stuff nuts yeah crazy <laughs> yeah so that's it i think we've wrapped up developer experience because... don't become a developer maybe just go and drive some cars or something yeah or, or like learn don't get stuck in traffic <laughs> yeah yeah self-driving that's the way forward <laughs> um cool i think that's without going on for another eight million hours we've probably concluded enough so um thanks for listening in and we'll be back with the next next episode thanks all cheers bye